0: Hello,
1: welcome to another edition of On the Road with Legal Talk Network. This is Lawrence Coletti, and I'm the host for today's show. And we're still recording from Nashville, Tennessee. Of course, we're attending the Clio Cloud Conference here and it's been a beautiful day we're inside this gigantic beautiful hotel sitting in a bunch of sessions and i have our guest today i'm very excited to have and welcome Allison Demellis to the show she works for linkedin but i'm going to let her tell you more about herself so Allison uh, you worked in media for a lot of years and now you're working for linkedin so tell us about what you do at linkedin and maybe share a little bit of your journey getting there
0: sure thank you I'm happy to be here my first Uh, Lawyer conference, that's for sure. I've been in media in Canada for just over 27 years, I'm nice, ripe and old and fabulously loving it. Radio, television, at a home, you name it, music industry, all of it and landed at LinkedIn just over two years ago and I run the uh, enterprise solutions group for Canada. What that means essentially is all of the top advertisers on LinkedIn in Canada are managed by my team. So. When you're on your LinkedIn and you're scrolling through and you're seeing particular clients that are advertising, more than likely they are working with one of our sales teams, experts, insights, content groups to make sure that their advertising is up to par on LinkedIn. Well,
1: I was so excited uh, when I saw you on the, uh, the schedule for speakers because I think LinkedIn is uh, one of the most underrated and awesome platforms out there mm-hmm. for uh, connecting with people, obviously. But I have found it so, uh, so handy for booking interviews. And in a way, you almost kind of create social currency for yourself in a business setting. And so I just, I use it all the time. I'm very excited. I'd love to optimize it. And I know other attorneys out there would mm-hmm. also like to optimize it. So why don't we talk about that first? And so sure. uh, because you're so uh, connected with the platform, tell us about some of the different ways you can utilize it as a professional to mm-hmm. get your, uh, you know, basically get what you do out there and uh, kind of build your reputation.
0: So two things, LinkedIn, the platform changed, right? So it originally started more as a recruitment, stick your CV up there, look for a job, find for a job. That's really how it was utilized. In the past few years, it really has become a social platform. And I think also during COVID when it ended up happening, it personalized the platform because people were now working from home. We were seeing stories about working with your kids at home, working out of your garage, trying to find office space. People were sharing personal stories that still related to work on the platform. So it almost became like short form diary. And through that, we started to actually learn who people were, reputations were getting built, legacies of who you wanted to be seen as are now capable through that platform. And I think also with the demise of, you know, now X but Twitter, certainly a lot of people were relying and are relying on LinkedIn for that news and honest forum that no longer exists on just about any platform out there. So I think, you know, the one thing that LinkedIn has is a major, major trust factor that a lot of platforms do not have already. You're putting your best foot forward on here because it's a business livelihood. And if you are not, putting your best foot forward and you happen to go work for a company or somebody looks you up which they always do and it's not something that's you know palatable it's really going to affect your ability to do business and I think in the form of you know lawyers <laughs> not to you know push it down a bit but oftentimes with lawyers is a reputation issue and so LinkedIn really has a great opportunity for lawyers to build their reputation outside of just I'm a lawyer and here's my fees. And so I think that there are really capable ways for, particularly in this profession, for people to be able to actually use the LinkedIn platform for more uh, reputation building and people understanding who they are and what they stand for than what's currently being managed on the platform.
1: I 100% agree. I think you are putting your uh, best foot forward and it's uh, it's not what you did on the weekend or Mm -mm. all, all the sightseeing you did on vacation or something like that. It is really just your professional profile. And I think that that's what's refreshing. I think people feel when they're on there, you're safe, you know, you're know, you not going to wreck yourself because everybody else is uh, you know, putting out their professional mm-hmm. content as well. But I have noticed an evolution in the last few years more and more, almost kind of like blogging going on there where mm-hmm. people are sharing thoughtful articles coming Absolutely. out there. And there's uh, there's expertise that's being shared. And I have done a little bit of research on there. Like if I want to read about something, oh, that's a really great article. I want to learn more about that. I'm finding it more and more a research tool as well. 100%. And so I guess... Um, Let's talk about that in a little bit. Where I want to start though, is that um, it's very important to put your best foot forward as you were were saying. So when you have a good profile. Authentically though.
0: Authentically. That is really the crux in the content on LinkedIn. People will see right through it if it's not authentic.
1: Well, let's go through what a good profile looks sure. like, because I think obviously this is uh, the, the first impression and you get only get uh, one chance to make that first impression. So what does a good LinkedIn profile today look like compared to years ago?
0: So I know before we started, we were sort of joking about you know the dating sort of platform, but when you think about LinkedIn, this is a first impression site, right? So when you're on there, um, most people, some people don't have photos up automatically red flag. People think that the profile not real, it doesn't exist, or you're too lazy to actually care about your profile. So make sure it's a picture and make sure that it's recent. <laughs> Again, like dating, you show up to the date, it's not the person doesn't look like they say they are, you automatically don't trust them because they're not confident enough to be exactly who they are. So obviously putting up a picture is a really important part of your platform. The second part on the, on the, original, like the original landing page, you'll see a profile summary. This is where you tell people who you are, not what you do, not what you know, you, you, uh, what your past and your CV is, but really this is what you stand for. This is what you want people to think of you as, what you want to be known for, and where the importance of your belief system, your moral system, your value system, whatever it is that's important to you lives in that profile summary. So when I get there, even just seeing your picture and I read that profile summary, I automatically feel a closeness that I at least understand a little bit of who you are. In terms of the actuality of getting followers and how do you get people to care, so there's two things in this forum. Number one, right now, probably on your LinkedIn, I don't know you in particular, but there's a, the default setting goes right to connect. So if you wanna connect with somebody, you have to go in and connect. If you personally are putting up, thinking about putting up content and wanting to share, which we can talk a little bit about what that content, why that content matters and where it matters, you switch it to creator mode. That means people can just follow you. They don't have to hit connect. You don't have to go in and approve them. You don't have to. So automatically, the minute you get rid of the connect mode and people can just follow you, chances are you will start to get a higher following right away. Secondly, you were talking a little bit earlier about how it's become a bit of a research tool and you love an article and you'll see something. If you start posting on other people's pages, you see an article that you like and you make a comment, hey, really love this that you, you know, you've shared this with me, this is what I got out of it. All of the followers on that page are now seeing you and can follow you directly from there. So you expand your ability to add followers the more you engage with the platform. So if you see something you like, comment on it. People are then automatically open to what your profile is and can take a look at it. The other really important thing is when you post content, Figure out what you want to say. Like, don't just post something to post something. It's, it's almost detrimental. It's better to not post anything. So often with the clients that I work with, a lot of CEOs that we're seeing turn into thought leaders, we actually create, and I do this for myself as well, a content calendar for the month. What events do I have coming up? What's top of mind with my team right now? What's top of mind with my clients right now? And then I sort of put them into buckets. Is it industry focused? Is it personal focused? Is it brand focused? And then as I bucket them, I'm able to sort of lay out what I want to talk about each week to ensure that I'm actually creating content that people might actually care about. So those are just a couple things. The only other thing I'm going to tell you that really expands uh, your reach when you're posting things is use a hashtag. Listen, I've become an obnoxious hashtagger. I'm like, hashtag on a podcast, hashtag brought some water, hashtag have a coffee. But the more that you hashtag, the algorithm will recognize those hashtags grouped in with other hashtags on the platform. And then I, as a person, can go on and search for that particular category, and it will give me all of the things that you've said that have that hashtag attached.
1: Well, since we've kind of uh, breached into it already, uh, you know, Methods for you know connecting and all of that, and people post, and so that's you know if if you want to get out there for your content, you want to post, uh, post a you know picture, post uh, you know an article that you wrote or yeah. a video, uh, which is great. So how often should somebody be posting? Because I you know different social media pro mm-hmm. uh, different platforms. That the algorithm works differently, and some of them, if you're not posting often enough, you kind of lose your so uh, think ranking. Think of LinkedIn
0: there. like a business. Okay. Right? If someone's calling you every single day at your business place of work with another article every day, you're going to get annoyed, right? Instagram, TikTok, these are snackable moments where it's fun, it's cute, your brain can flip through it quickly. LinkedIn actually requires brain, thought, you know, analysis. So, if it's, if it's too much, it's too much. So, depending on what it is that you're posting, but somewhere between once a week, once every 10 days, somewhere in there, a little bit earlier if there's something that's happening, like in Canada, and I know in the US as well, with inflation, and Canada's in a housing crisis right now, so our financial leaders in Canada are posting a little more frequently because the economy is in, you know, in the garbage, essentially, and a lot of Canadians are afraid for it. So we're looking to these leaders every other day or so to be like, what's happening now? Is the interest rate going up again? Where, do we, where are we sitting in terms of you know, housing and pricing? So I think it depends on what the content is, but think of it really as not annoying people to the point where it's like, oh, this guy again, right? So I think it needs to be a little bit of intuitiveness among where you think it feels comfortable.
1: And how about the the content-wise? Uh, and I, I see a lot more people posting videos, kind of like a selfie quick video yeah. sort of thing where they're like, maybe say something, hey, I heard this, I thought this was really inspiration. wanted to share, and it's like a short video. Yes. That compared to like some authorship, uh, maybe compared to, you know, resharing or reposting someone else's post. Like, do you recommend a combination of that? It's yes. like any form or other uh, form that?
0: That's where the authenticity comes in, okay. right? Like our um, chief client officer, Dan Shapiro, he is, you know... Notorious for like walking down the street, just got his phone, found out something cool, wants to share something about the company with us. Other times he'll have an entire, you know, white page article that he's downloading and the importance around something. So I think that all forms are important. I think it's a matter of what you want to share. I think also when you're resharing, again, reshare it with your thoughts. Just stick up a reshare. Okay, great, you care about it, but why do you care about it? What do I want to know about it? And I think that's where you build your reputation is sharing out what those thoughts are about anything in particular that you really care about. So whether it's a reshare or a white page download or a podcast that you're like, this is really, really cool, or an aspirational person that you want to actually, you know, we just saw um, Chris Voss yesterday, right? I'm sure you've read his book as I have. So sure. Are there cool things to talk about Chris? Yeah. But I thought, am I going to post about Chris Voss about this particular book? Probably not. A lot of people probably know this book already, have read about this book. So what is going to be my take on Chris Voss? What did I really get out of it that was different, that I think might be a different share? Other than really cool book, check it out on, you know, the art of negotiation. Really? What did I really get from it? And it's where you have to look sort of inside of yourself to figure out, do I have something to say that's different and important? And if not, sit with the tension a little bit until you can figure out what it is.
1: One question I want to follow up on. Sure. We were talking earlier about connections versus followers. And so mm-hmm. my profile, I have a little of both. But my preference, my preference is to connect directly with people. I like the ability to be able to message them. And so I have found it to be a tremendously helpful platform in terms of you know booking interviews and things like that yep. to have a direct line of communication. You can
0: after they follow you, you have the ability okay. to connect with them right away. So what's the primary difference
1: then, um, like between so follower kind of like a, a more like social media? They get your yep. posts and everything like that. Uh, don't they get the, the the post if you're connected as well?
0: Uh, yes, they will. The thing is, so right now, for instance, sometimes from in a management standpoint, right? So sometimes if you can imagine, let's just use you know Chris Voss from yesterday. He probably gets. 12,000 connects a day, and people want to connect with him. Somebody has to literally go in and hit yes to every single one of those, or people can just follow, and that way they are actually exposed to all of the content with which he has. So I think as your content starts to get bigger and you're getting more people that are interested, it just becomes a more manageable operation. Also, if you go on there and see someone that you also want to follow, following back just will give the algorithm the, the knowledge that all of these people are following your page versus just connect. Okay, excellent, excellent. Does that make sense? I think so. Okay, I, think so. I can show you after. Don't worry. For right. $5, I'll show you. Don't all right. Worry.
1: Okay. I appreciate that. <laughs> I appreciate that. So advice on getting those aspirational connections. And so, you know, obviously there's people in your field that, uh, you know, you have a great deal of, um, you know, respect for. And you'd like to be a little bit closer in their orbit. Um, and obviously, you want to read what, they're, uh, what, read what they're posting. But a direct connection is nice. You know, that way it kind of speaks for you. And and I think uh, in terms of, like, breaking down some barriers, like, oh, this person knows that person and this person. So I think sure. it's almost like a uh, like currency, social
0: currency for you uh, when you want to reach out to someone. So I have two schools of thought on that. Okay. One, I mean, aspirationally, why do we want to reach out to people? It's a little bit ego-filled for us, right? Like, what do we and for them also. So I think, what do you want to reach out to them for? Figure that out. Like, What are you actually looking for? So be clear on what that is. Because if it's just, oh my gosh, I think you're amazing and I really love to connect because we have like a friend that we went to high school with 20 years ago, nobody cares, right? Also think about what's in it for them. What's in it for them? Like why do they, okay, they're on the platform, you can just follow them, you don't need to connect with them. What is the actual real reason for the connection? So figure that out. Most people are selfishly driven, us included. So if there is something that's in it for them, the higher likelihood of them connecting back with you will happen. So figure out what the ask is and be very clear about what the ask is. Otherwise, just follow them. The other side of this is, yes, there's going to be connections that you can go into the site. And I've done it, certainly in a sales role, right? Like my old days were flip through the yellow pages and call somebody. I mean, do you want to buy a radio commercial? Like those days are gone. But there are often times where I can't get to the person that I need to get to. But I'll go in and see that five people that I know know this person. And I will reach out to them and say, can you do me a favor? I would really love a connect with Lawrence. And I see you and him are connected. Are you close enough that you could actually be that conduit for me. But again, even then I still have to give the reason why for the connect. So I think being clear and concise about what the why is and what you want from them is really the only way to go.
1: All right. Well, we've reached the end of the road for our oh episode gosh. here today, but I want to thank Allison for joining us. You know, And if our listeners, they have some follow-ups, they want to learn more about LinkedIn, how can they find you?
0: LinkedIn, my friend. Just LinkedIn. Allison to like, that's it.
1: Fair enough, fair All enough. Right. See, there you go. That's, uh, that's <laughs> the value of LinkedIn. So. Also, thank you to our listeners for tuning in. If you like what you heard, find it rewarding. Please rate us favorably in your favorite podcasting app. Until next time, I'm executive producer Lawrence Coletti, and you can listen to On the Road with Legal Talk Network. If you'd like more information about what you've heard today, please visit LegalTalkNetwork.com